From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And as always, I am Jerry Brooks, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, and your tour guide through the ever-increasingly wacky world of Joe Biden's America and all the shenanigans he, wa- he thinks he can play against Donald Trump and the American people. Well, anyway, I hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, It was a, well, (laughs) to call it a busy news week last week would have been an understatement. I only had a chance to get one day off this week because of all the craziness going on. Uh, Of course, between Trump's third indictment and arraignment in D.C., all the other wackadoodle stuff that's been coming out about January 6th. Uh, You've got the Tucker Carlson hidden interview that Fox never played with the uh, former U.S. Capitol Police Chief uh, Stephen Sund. Uh, it, It was just crazy all over the place. And, of course, in Trump usual fashion... He is still the Energizer Bunny on steroids. Now, just to show you how unfazed this man is, uh, when he returned back to Bedminster, his club in New Jersey, after being arraigned by Jack Squad and Company, well, what did the future commander, the once and future commander in chief, do? <laughs> he crashed a wedding. A lovely young couple was getting married at Bedminster, and guess who crashed the wedding? That's right, Donald J. Trump, and the place went bonkers, chanting USA, USA, USA. Now that's Thursday night. Holy cow. Then, of course, President Trump, still going out there and going hard, goes to Alabama on Friday night for the uh, Alabama GOP summer dinner. Then the next night, Saturday night, in South Carolina for the South Carolina GOP dinner. Big event there. Um, So, yeah, Trump is going like a house of fire. And he's not going to let these yahoos uh, in D.C., who are just thoroughly messed up beyond belief uh, to try to silence him. And that's what that, that's next. Now, of course, Trump makes a simple, uh, makes a simple, I won't say tweet, but he puts a post on his truth social. You know, they're coming after me, I'm coming after you. Now, of course, once again, here comes the wackadoodle Right on cue, mainstream media is saying, oh, it's violence, oh, it's violence. It's like, oh, for God's sakes, people. And, of course, now here's the DOJ demanding, you know, Trump having to respond to a protective order. Of course, you still have the, I mean, that's just, 
That's a squirrel. That's a big honking squirrel to get you distracted and to put things in your mind that really should not belong there. I simply say, as always, do not listen to these people. Do not give their foolishness credence. Because if you do, you all of a sudden now become part of the problem instead of the solution. So, I mean, I don't just see Trump like going there to the Department of Justice and, you know, shooting people and there's violence. And, and of course, this is the type of thing that Biden and Ray and all these other yahoos in the security state, they want, they want Trump supporters to go off and do things like this because that means that will give them the opportunity they've been waiting for to squash us like a bug and they will use whatever they can to do it i mean just let's keep in mind folks whenever you hear something from the mainstream media take it with a grain of salt perfect example as we continue on with this new week of podcast new adventures in podcasting over the weekend one of trump's attorneys went on CNN with uh, Dana Bash, and apparently, you know, she's probably got some, you know, somebody in her ear saying, oh, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, you run with that, go with it, go with it. And, you know, she's like, well, there's no evidence. You know, snarky, the snarky-ass reporter that she is. I mean, come on, you work for CNN, honey, just deal with it. Same with Jake Tapper, same with Anderson Cooper and Wolf Blitzer. But now, all of a sudden, this is interesting. Now, it's called, it's, here's the strike back. You know, here's a, the fact checker at CNN being fact checked. And it is grotesquely false. Now, why do I say that? Well, I listened to a guy named Mike Davis of the Article 3 project. This guy is amazingly sharp and he did his own research using his organization's uh, resources and pretty much came up with five different things that made CNN look like, once again, a huge pile of horse manure. Yeah, your fact check got checked and it was wrong. There, there is coordination between the White House and the DOJ, the independent DOJ, BS. Well, here we go. I love what Mike Davis did on his Twitter page, and I've got to put it up there. I'm, I'm going to be putting it up there because the man was nothing short of stinking brilliant. And he only and it only needed five different examples. Just five. He could have done more, I bet. But here we go. First, I just want to read this because this timeline is just amazing. Now, first, Mr. Davis said that on April the second, twenty twenty two, Biden aides selectively leaked to the New York Times that Biden was frustrated with Garland for not indicting Trump. Hmm. The New York Times, eh? And here's 
a piece of that particular story. Quote, the Attorney General's deliberative approach has come to frustrate Democratic allies of the White House and at times President Biden himself. As recently as late last year, Mr. Biden confided to his inner circle that he believed former President Donald J. Trump was a threat to democracy and should be prosecuted. Really? Okay. Have we heard that one before? Hmm? But continuing with the New York Times story. According to two people familiar with his comments, and while the president has never communicated his frustrations directly to, Mer to Mr. Garland, he has said privately that he wanted Mr. Garland to act less like a ponderous judge and more like a prosecutor who is willing to take decisive action over the events of January 6th, end quote. Hmm. Interesting. Now, yeah, he... Biden didn't tell Merrick Garland directly, but he put it in the New York Times to make sure that Merrick Garland read it. Hmm? Okay. There's one. Number two. On April 11th, 2022, Jonathan Sue, Deputy White House Counsel to President Biden, relayed to the National Archives that Biden waived Trump's claim of executive privilege, leading to the unprecedented raid on a former president, the former president's home last August and the June indictment by Garland and his special counsel, Jack Smith, for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records, which Trump's allowed to have under the Presidential Records Act. Yes, absolutely true. There is absolutely no enforcement uh, component in the Presidential Records Act, number one. Number two, Biden had zero, zero authority to waive Trump's claim of executive privilege and the National Archives by following this, they too did something quite illegal. They, this is, they have no power, no statutory authority to do that. And now, oddly enough, tomorrow, August the 8th, is the one-year anniversary of the illegal unconstitutional raid on Mar-a-Lago. So yeah, this is going to be fun. On that one so let's move down a little further on the chronology now the third point mr. Davis broke out in his tweet uh, Biden said this quote well we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power by if we if he does run I'm making sure he, under legitimate efforts of our Constitution, does not become the next president again. End quote. That was a quote, folks. And it was from the White House. During, I mean, hello. It's, the, it's coming directly from the White House. So, hey, Joe Biden in his delusional, demented state 
said, I'm going to take Trump out. Really? So, yeah, we got that. Now, here we go. Let's add one little more, one, one more piece to the puzzle here. On November 18th, 2022, Garland appointed disgraced former federal prosecutor Jack Smith, who was unanimously reversed and rebuked by the Supreme Court for his political prosecution of a likely 2016 Republican presidential contender, by the way, that was former Virginia Governor Bob McDonnell, to pursue Biden's leading presidential rival. Hmm. Okay. This is crazy. We now have a very clear pattern. And by the numbers, in a very methodical, chronological uh, sense, Mike Davis has just shown that Joe Biden and the Biden regime are in full-blown attack mode to take out Trump, and the timing stinks to high heaven. If they had all this stuff, why did they wait so long to bring the case? Hmm? I tell people all the time, watch the timing of things because they will tell you a lot, if not everything you need to know. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, there is. Well, yeah, okay. There is one. One more I want to get to. I want to be uh, fair to, uh, to Mr. Davis and his analysis. Number five of all this, Garland personally approved of Jack Smith's unprecedented indictments of Trump for the non-crimes of, one, the, a former president having his presidential records, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act, and B, a presidential candidate objecting to the presidential election, which is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887 and the First Amendment. Well, well, well. Boom, 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 boom. Gotta love that. So anybody you hear on any mainstream media saying that, oh, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, pretty much laugh at them and read this. I will put it on in blackandright.net because y'all need to see this. Y'all need to, there are a lot of people who are just, kind of turned into sourpusses because they don't understand the level of spiritual warfare that's going on here. It's, it's absolutely nuts. And I'm just scratching my head going, really? Are you guys just not getting it? Or are you pretty much sunshine patriots? Because I'll tell you what, I'm good to go. In black and right, we'll be good to go, and we'll continue to do so, and we'll continue to fight for this country if no one else will. Because I am very much of the conviction that Trump is an instrument of divine providence. I believe he is called by God to help save this country. The problem becomes, are we going to help him save it, or do we just, well... It's so difficult. It's too hard. I wasn't expecting this. 
which you can do. But, boy, you're going to have some people looking at you dang funny because, well, you had an opportunity and you blew it. Oh, well, what can you do, folks? What can you do? So, anyway. So, yep, we've got that over the weekend. That's pretty crazy. Now, of course, in the very same vein. <laughs> baby. Gotta love this. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Did it? Yep, from Just the News. Granholm, latest Biden official to raise eyebrows in dealings with Beijing. Well, now, this is fascinating. Now you've got the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, who is somewhat notorious for laughing at the high cost of energy during a CNBC interview. I mean, I, and I saw the tape. I'm going... What the hell is this? It's like, I mean, is she trying to compete with Kamala Harris? Kind of like the white version of the giggler? You know, laughing at the American people? I mean, this is why these people, the, the Biden crowd is evil. They're not just arrogant. They're evil. They're elitist. And they don't give a rip about the country. So much so, hey, Mark Levin's upcoming book, The Democrat Party Hates America. I can't find anything wrong with it. And I can't wait till it's out so I can buy it and, and help out the great one. But this story, you gotta love this. Again, this is a perfect example of what I, when I say, look at the timing of things. And I will simply start just reading this part uh, from Madeline Hubbard of, the, of John Solomon's Just the News team. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm is the latest in a string of Biden administration officials to come under scrutiny for a meeting with Chinese Communist Party officials after newly uncovered records show that she met twice with a Chinese energy official days before announcing the U.S. would tap into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to combat high prices. First of all, Jennifer Granholm, you ditzy broad, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is not to combat gas prices, it's for, an emer for emergencies, natural disasters, times of war. Things like that, ding-dong. And laughing at people who are suffering because gas prices are up right now. They are up right now. Uh, even here in where I live in North Florida. Uh, gas, the lowest price for gas I have seen so far is three seventy-nine a gallon for regular. Now, not that long, not that long ago. Gas was down to about 335, 336. Now it's pushing 380 and could easily hit four bucks if, if it's not, you know, folks ain't too careful. But anyway, the energy, going back to the story from Just the News, 
Energy Department records obtained by the watchdog Americans for Public Trust last week show that Granholm spoke with Chinese National Energy Administration Chairman Zhang Jinhua, a longtime Chinese Communist Party official, on November 19, 2021, and again November 22, 2021. And now, in continuing on, it's unclear what Granholm discussed with Zhang, but the watchdog pointed out how days after the meetings on November 23rd, 2021, the White House announced that 50 million barrels from the Strategic Reserve would be released. Hello, anybody? Our government sold our oil to the Communist Chinese Seriously? I mean, there have been all kinds of stories about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Even a recent story that an order was canceled to replenish the, the SPR. And I'm just like, are you freaking serious? No wonder we've got gas prices going up again right at the wrong time we're still in summer now at least here in florida this week kids are going back to school and starting in right after labor day a lot of other places are going to be doing same so yeah we've got high gas prices at a time when parents are trying to get their kids ready for a new school year and here's Granholm. Uh, getting all cuddly and cozy and frankly bending over and grabbing the ankles for an official of the Chinese Communist Party dealing with our oil, our strategic reserves. Again, folks, again, why do we do this? Why are we, why are we not calling these people out? But oh well. Let's take a look at more way out in left field foolishness. Now, apparently, another story, headline, Democrats propose 1,000% tax on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Now, this, <laughs> oh my gosh. If you think that these people give a damn about the Constitution or anything else, you are severely mistaken. A 1,000% tax on quote-unquote assault weapons? Oh my God! These people, I mean, are way over the top. Now, the guy who is stupid enough to introduce this there's a guy named uh, Don Beyer. He's a Democrat from Virginia. Now, apparently, 24 other House Democrats joined and co-sponsored the legislation. But, <laughs> oh boy. This is why I say you cannot take these people most of the time seriously because they're coming up with the most ridiculous, over-the-top hyperbole. To go, they can't get rid of the Second Amendment, but 
they're going to use the tax code to put a serious kibosh on gun owners. I'm <laughs> like, you people are absolutely 50 shades of stupid because there are this thing is going to die in the House. There are not going to be enough Republicans. And if any Republican tries to join this, it's like you need to be turfed out immediately. But like these, like number one, these people understand what an a quote unquote assault weapon is. Their ignorance is just breathtaking. Uh, really breathtaking. Especially uh, for anyone who's had any kind of knowledge or exposure around firearms. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is just plain stupid. I mean, it is absolutely stupid. The bill's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to get out of committee. And if by some weirded out miracle, you know, a thousand percent tax on high weapons, uh, supposed assault weapons, I'm going, are you freaking serious? That is not going to help. It is, it is foolishness. And it will die a very, very necessary death in the house. So, no. Sorry. It's just not happening. So, I mean, just to show you how off-the-chart nutty some of these people are. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen, folks. Not going to happen. But, interestingly enough, along even more ridiculous lines, from Gateway Pundit, headline, Conservative Southern Cal School Board targeted by Newsom now being sued by Teachers Union over its ban on CRT, critical race theory. Now, this is the Temecula Valley School District in Southern California, which, in a three to two decision of their board, decided to, no, they banned CRT. Yay! Now, of course, Gruesome Newsome, not to be silenced because he has to throw his, open his woke mouth and has charged and has fined the Temecula Valley School District a million and a half dollars for defying the great and all-powerful Gavin Newsom. And then you throw in the the teachers unions, surprise, surprise, that they're going to sue over this ban. And apparently they have some parents that are willing to join them, which means these parents are sicker than sicker than Newsom. Because anybody, any parent that would be somehow okay with teaching your kids CRT, that would be okay with teaching them gender ideology and all this other crud there's a special place in hell for people like that in my book in my book because to do this to your kids frankly is one of the sickest um one of the most vile forms of child abuse that's out there you know because 
I don't believe my mother, who wanted to be a teacher herself at one time, I mean, this was years and years ago when I, there was no CRT when I was in, when I was in school, but any parent who would allow their kids to be either treated as perpetual victims or perpetual oppressors, you're knocking butts, folks. You need pretty much to be arrested for child abuse and your kids taken away from you. You do. Because what is it going to do to tell your kids that if you're if you're black, if you're Hispanic, well, yeah, you're you guys are going to be totally you're oppressed and you're going to be oppressed all your life and you're going to be victims and if any if anybody in my family told that to me, I would have looked at them real damn funny. I said, I was not raised to be a victim. I am not oppressed. And 99.9% of my friends who are white are not oppressors. So I don't know what's going on with this, but there and I and I have there are many teachers that I know here even here locally where I live in, in North Florida I just tell them it's like guys I know you got a new school you're coming but and, and this these are folks from my church these are people of faith and I tell them pray for you pray for these kids that you're teaching because they are victims they are targets targets to be messed with to mess up their minds to turn them into brain-dead social justice drones. And that can't happen. Now, fortunately, the school district that, you know, that I live in, here, here in the Suwannee County, Florida, is a very conservative district. I know the superintendent of the school district he's a friend of the show and a personal friend and I know that he would not under any circumstance let any of this crap be taught in school in, in his district not on his watch and I'm grateful for that but yeah he gets he gets grief too you know from parents and you know but yet in spite of all that from what he told me himself personally, there have been a substantial increase in students in the district for this year. And there are teachers who have moved from blue states to come all the way down to Florida to teach because they were sick of the crap back in their home, uh, back in their home district. I'm like, yay happy. Yay stinking happy. But like I said, um, as a matter of fact, uh, next week uh, on the debut of our new uh, our, our new Rumble program in Black and White Special Edition, I will be uh, interviewing uh, the the superintendent of the Swanee County School District and getting into these various issues. CRT, gender ideology, and a whole lot more. So next week, uh, keep an eye out for our new program on our Rumble channel. 
in black and white special edition. And I'm looking forward to getting it out there to you guys. It's part of the changes we're making uh, here on the show. Uh, it's interview programs, uh, live streaming. We're still working on that. We're going to get that done before uh, the end of the month. So yes, my friends, it's going to be pretty interesting for this new school year to be sure. And probably end up doing a back to school edition uh, as well of the program. So for now, my friends, I'm just going to call it a day today. And I hope you have yourself a great week this week. And for all my Florida listeners who are getting their kids back in school this week, hey, have a great one. If you're a person of faith, pray over your kids. Pray over your kids because they are going to need it in ways you possibly cannot fathom right now. So, uh, on that note, everybody, I will see you tomorrow. God bless y'all. Uh, take care of yourselves. And remember, as always, patriots come in all colors. Yeah.